Lead Well. Welcome to the Lead Well podcast, where we're growing the whole leader, sharpening leadership skills while strengthening the heart in leadership. Let's lead well. Hello and welcome to the Lead Well podcast. This is your host, Javon Legans, and I am very excited to be with you today. And part of the reason that I'm excited is that I'm grateful that you are with us today and joining us and have decided to make us a part of your leadership journey here with the Lead Well podcast, where we sharpen our skills as we strengthen our hearts. And I'm excited also because I have a special guest with me today. Todd McIntyre is with us and just very happy to have you on. I'm excited to be here, Devon. Yeah, man. I'm excited to have you. And for those who haven't had the pleasure to meet you face-to-face or in person yet, why don't you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Absolutely. Well, I have a wife of Debbie of 22, 27 years. I wish it was 22. <laughs> I'd be a lot younger. 27 years. I have three children. One, Samantha. She's 24. She lives out in Arizona. I have a daughter, Hannah, who's 22. She graduates from college in a couple of weeks. So we're excited. She's going to be moving back to Atlanta That's with us. Cool. And then my son is 19. His name is Jack. And he's in Orlando at Full Sail University studying film. So great family. Love my kids. Love my wife. And just enjoyed being a dad and a husband. Good deal. And so one of the reasons why I wanted to have Todd on with us today is that we have had the opportunity to work together for a little while. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about that always is just, it pours into me is that we talk about the concept of discipleship. And it's one of those things that I love the perspective that you have on it and just the things that you have shared with me, our team, our leaders here at Victory Church. And I would love for you to just share a little bit about that. But first, you know, when we talk about discipleship, that's a word that we throw around a lot. If you talk to 100 different leaders, we all have a general description of what discipleship is, but you may hear 100 different things. So I would love to start there. In simple, layman's terms, in your words, what is discipleship? Like, what is it? Yeah, well, first I'd start off with just what Jesus commissioned us to do. It's called the Great Commission in Matthew 28. He said, go and make disciples, teaching them to obey everything I've taught you, And he commissioned us at that moment. But you know what's interesting about this? It was three and a half years after he spent time with his disciples. Mm -hmm. And it was a time where he taught them and showed them the ropes and really showed them how to deal with their hearts. One of the things about Jesus, he's never just dealing with your actions. He's always dealing with your hearts because he says, if I can change your heart, I can change your actions. Most of us think discipleship is changing our actions. And it's really not about changing our actions, about doing the law. It's really about changing our heart, which gives us the ability to change our actions. So first, I would love to tell you what discipleship is isn't because a lot of people have some whacked views of discipleship. Mm. I've heard people say, you know, if you serve me and follow me, you'll get to learn what I know and you'll become my disciple. And that process of just hanging out with me, driving me around or cleaning my car, cleaning my house, that's whacked. First of all, we are not called to make disciples of ourselves. We're called to be making disciples of Jesus. So really, Jesus is the disciple maker. He's still the one we're following. He's still the one we're listening to. And so discipleship has to be centered around the Word of God because Jesus is the Word. And if it's centered around the Word of God, then we'll understand it. You know, another whack view, I think a lot of churches get into this rut, is we think if we can teach them five or six, maybe 12 lessons. I heard of one church teaching 52 lessons. If you learn all 52 of these lessons, you are now a disciple. Well, the reality is you and I both know we've been to school, 
We've taken a lot of tests and you'll study for that test. You'll cram for that test. And as soon as that test is over, you're forgetting the knowledge of that test. Discipleship can't be about knowledge. If it's about knowledge, we're always going to come up short because I can never remember all the sermons I heard, but I know where my heart is. Yeah. And God knows where my heart is. And the Bible says God is always looking at my heart. So again, it's kind of a whacked view when we just think we can just teach them a couple things here and there. Another thing, especially young Christians have is if I just go to church, then I'm a disciple. But going to church doesn't make you a disciple. It's good. It's not wrong. It's actually healthy, but it doesn't make you a disciple. It gets you on the journey, hopefully it gets you on that path. Uh, another view might be if, even if you went to Bible school. You know, I yep. went to a Christian college. There's a lot of professors out there in the world today in Christian and non-Christian schools that know the Bible better than many of us, but they're not discipled, and they're not discipling themselves. And so what I really want to talk about is what is discipleship? And Jesus gives us a pretty clear view of discipleship. In Matthew 7, he gives us a picture of discipleship. What I love about Jesus is he doesn't just tell us what it is, but he shows us a picture. And it's in Matthew 7, 24 through 27, and he says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice. One of the key words there is practice. We're always being discipled. As a leader, I'm being discipled today. You're being discipled today. God is discipling us all the time. And one of the ways, one of the practical ways we're doing this is we're practicing putting God's word into place. He says, if you put it into practice, you're like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, it beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But anyone who hears these words of mine does not put them into practice. It's like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. So here's what's cool about what Jesus says. How do I know if you're a disciple? He tells us it's when the storms come. So you unpacked a lot there, and I just want to rewind just by setting the stage for our leaders who are going to be listening to this podcast. One of the things that you can look forward to, this is going to be something that we're talking about over a series yes. of podcasts, just yes. because there's just a lot, a lot to unpack there. And so you were talking about some of the whacked views of what discipleship looks like, and one of the things that I thought of as you were going through that is, okay, so we have a picture of what discipleship isn't. We have a picture of what discipleship is is the question now becomes how can we pursue that on a daily basis and even further than that what keeps us from pursuing it on a daily basis what is that I think what hurts us the most as people, as humans, you know, Romans talks a lot about the reason we sin is because we're human. Every one of us sins. First John says, if you say you don't sin, you're lying. And we all sin. And so we all have areas in our lives that need to be worked on. Discipleship, first and foremost, always starts at the heart. I can't say that enough. Doesn't start with you doing all the right things versus doing all the wrong things. What's interesting about the tree in the garden that God told Adam and Eve not to eat from, it was called the knowledge of good and evil. God never wanted wanted us to know what good and evil were. He just wanted us to have a relationship with him, and he would take care of us when we made mistakes. He would be honored when we did the right thing. And so he wanted to be the one showing us the ropes, but we took it on for ourselves. And once we realized what good and evil were, we've thought discipleship is doing more good things versus more bad things, and that's not discipleship. Discipleship is really dealing with your heart. And so when we talk about Jesus' picture of discipleship and we talk about the storms, you know, really what are storms? I think it's a great question to ask. Like, what are storms in your life? And I think the easiest answer to that is anything that robs you of your peace. So a storm could be a bill I got this week for my son went to the doctor. Yeah. And we had one bill that came through the insurance. We had another bill that came through from the doctor for $1,100 to tell him he had a rash. Hmm. 
I got to pay $1,100. When I saw that bill, my peace. Oh, it went away. Yeah. yeah. It was gone. I was, was like, gone. holy moly, how am I going to pay for that? <laughs> right. And of course, I have a contingency plan and God's taking care of all of it. And we have the finances to do it. But that robbed me of my peace. And here's what it really robbed me of. Do I trust God to provide for me or am I going to provide for myself? Yeah. Here's what a disciple is, a someone who trusts God in paying his doctor bills. That somehow, someway, God, I know you're going to take care of us. And even though I had this $1,000 set aside for X or something else, now I got to use it for this doctor bill. Can I trust that you're going to really be our provider or do I provide for myself? And that's a heart issue for me. That's a hard issue to see. Is my heart really towards God or is it towards myself? So what are storms? I could probably talk about this the whole podcast, but storms are anything that's a trial in your life or temptation in your life. As a younger man, a younger leader, younger pastor, I struggled with temptation of lust. And so that temptation would pull me away and it would rob me of my peace because I wanted to act that out. I wanted to do the things that the temptation was offering me to do. And it was during that storm that I was trying to figure out, am I going to stand on the rock or am I going to give in to that temptation? When I'm going through a trial, like the doctor bill, am I going to stand on the rock and trust God or am I going to give in to have fear and anxiety and worry? And all of us, I don't care who you are, we all go through times where fear, anxiety, and worry. Yeah. It could be driving to work and in Atlanta traffic because the Atlanta traffic is so terrible sometimes or people are passing you on the right and the left and they're going super fast. That could just make you anxious, could make you angry, could make you frustrated. What's going on in your heart at that moment? And here's what's cool about God. He cares that much about us. He knows that when our peace is robbed, we're not whole. In fact, the Hebrew word for peace is shalom, which literally means wholeness, that you're a whole person. And so when I have peace, I have peace. It's a wholeness of peace. It's my whole life is walking in peace. And so anytime we're going through a trial or temptation, anytime our peace is robbed, anytime we get our eyes off Jesus and onto the storm, reminds me of Peter when he walked on the water. He was walking on the water. That was really cool. But then he took his eyes off Jesus and he looked at the storm and what happened? He started to sink. And the cool thing about Jesus, and this is awesome, and I hope all of us get this, God's not here to beat you down. But Jesus reached down and picked up Peter in the middle of his storm, said, I got you. Why are you of little faith? He was talking to Peter's heart. He wasn't talking about doing all the right versus wrong things. None of us have ever walked on water. That was pretty cool that Peter got to do that. But he was talking about his heart. Why didn't you trust me? Trust me. I got you. And that's really what discipleship, that's the process of what it should look like. Yeah. So every leader who's listening to this podcast, they would agree, man, I want to train myself. I want to be disciplined enough to not take my eyes off of Jesus and focus them on the storm. I'll say again, just because I really want our leaders to leave with something practical there. What does that look like? Like, how can we train ourselves to do that, to not focus on the storm when it comes? Because it comes suddenly. Yeah. You know, and it comes in a way that you didn't expect. And that really is the thing that really tends to get us off of our game, as it were. Yeah. So how can we make sure our focus stays on Jesus and how can we train ourselves in that? Yeah, it's good. You know, I'm glad you said train because train is a key word. And Jesus puts in that scripture practice. He says you got to put into practice. Those who don't put into practice are foolish. Those who do put into practice are wise. You know, James 1, 2 through 4, and we've all read this or heard it from some pastor. But it says, consider pure joy, my brothers, whenever you go through trials or temptations of many kinds, because you know the testing of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so you become mature and complete, not lacking anything. And it's interesting here, because he's saying that we're going to be tested as 
Christians, and it says considered to be pure joy. Why? Because it's an opportunity to practice. So let me just say this. First of all, what do you do when you go through these things? we got to be recognizing that every circumstance we have is an opportunity. You can look at the glass half full, the glass half empty. Whenever we have problems, I had a problem of a doctor bill this weekend. I can look at that as a half full, half empty. Yeah. Obviously, when I'm in it, I'm seeing it as half empty. Like, we're in trouble. But when I see God in the middle of it, it's like, no, we're half full. We have money in the bank. We can pay for this. Praise God that he's given me a chance to trust him and to walk in faith. And so it really becomes a practice. And it really becomes a time where you have to look at your heart and going, where am I getting myself off? And it's really simple whenever you're not lacking peace, whenever you're saying, I'm struggling. So, you know, there's a lot of things we could talk about that, but practically we have to look at every circumstance in our life as an opportunity to be discipled by Jesus. Yeah. Every opportunity, every circumstance, everything we go through, work, family, finances, kids, all of those are chances for you to practice walking out what God wants you to do. I think about a lot of men. We're really good at church. We're good at putting on the church face. We've done a series on church face. And we come to church, we look like good fathers or good husbands or good whatever. And then we get home and circumstances arise. Can't find the remote. Why are my kids being so loud? What's going on in the house? And all of a sudden, our peace is robbed and we start taking control instead of trusting God and going, okay, I'm going to walk in patience. Why? Because one of the ways we show love is just being patient. Yeah. Being kind. You know, 1 Corinthians 13 talks about this. So the Bible's full of things to help us when we're going through circumstances to go, okay, take a deep breath. Where's God? Where am I? Where am I putting my faith into? So just to recap that for our listeners, one of the things that I take away from that is the intentional practice of slowing down and inviting God into all of these situations, every single circumstance in your life. And so one of the things that we're going to talk about in a future episode that was really transformative for me, honestly, I'll give you credit for introducing into my life. I now, for the small group that I lead, we use this tool of SOAP Mm -hmm. that really encourages us and sharpens us to do that, to invite Jesus into every circumstance in our life. So we're going to talk about that in our next episode together. And I'm really excited about that. But for every leader who's listening, as we look to close this specific time together, where we're just introducing really the concept of discipleship, I would love for you to give just one takeaway for leaders who are listening to this call, no matter where they're leading at home, no matter where they're leading at work and ministry. I love if there's one thing that we can take away even from this time together is we consider the concept of discipleship. What would that be? I would say, go back to Romans 12, 1 and 2. In the NLT version, it says, let God change the way you think. And I hope today, just hearing, oh yeah, circumstances are robbed my peace. Oh yeah, that's an opportunity. And to see it as an opportunity where most honestly, even myself, like when I'm going through a circumstance, I forget this and I have to remind myself, think differently. I have an opportunity here. I see someone who's sick. I have an opportunity to bring healing in Jesus' name to that person. I see someone who's struggling. I have an opportunity. I see myself struggling. I have an opportunity. If we could just change the one thought that problems are not problems to God. Yeah. They're an opportunity to show his glory, to show his power, to show his love, and how much he really loves you. Every problem you have is an opportunity for God to display his glory in your life. If you can see it that way, all of a sudden, the way you look at your circumstances will begin to change. And that's really the first step to discipleship. Can I look at my circumstances as opportunities or do I look at them as problems? I'm telling you, it'll change the way you talk to your wife. It'll change the way you talk to your husband. It'll change the way you talk to your kids. It'll change the way you do work. It'll change the way you show up to church. You will start seeing things so much differently and you will want to put yourself in that opportunity moment instead of running from it, letting God be God. 
That's so good. Todd, thank you so much for joining us today and just investing into all the leaders who are listening to this podcast. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks, Javon. Appreciate it. And for those of you who are listening, I just want to say again, thank you for listening to this podcast and inviting us along for your leadership journey. Hopefully this time together is something that blesses you. We want to provide as a team an opportunity to invest into you and to sow into you. And we've done that with our Leadwell resources. Of course, you can find us on Instagram at Leadwell People. Again, that is on Instagram at Leadwell People. You can also go to our website, leadwellpeople.com, and you'll see uh, a host of leadership resources there, including all of our former podcasts that we've had, as well as different articles that just speak to different topics that we have have talked about on the podcast in recent times. So definitely take part of that. And we hope that that is something that blesses you. And until we meet again, lead well in this environment. This is a place where we sharpen our skills as we strengthen our hearts. And we cannot wait to join you again next time. Take care.